Welcome back, Clocks on the Stove, episode 105. Crazy uh, how we have gone and tracked this time so far. We're looking at college football week six. We've got six good games to talk about, and of course, finishing with a draft per usual. Your usual host, myself, Grayson Fisher, with me. Wanted down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Mr. Zach Watts, who I will be accompanying this weekend. Let's dive on into these games, Zachariah. Hmm. Nice. Um, we're getting into that weird stage of like the middle of the season where it's like games in the very beginning are like you don't really know how good they are because you get teams that are ranked high that aren't that good and like vice versa. But now we're like, all right, the rankings are kind of like solid. There's five and oh teams, there's four and one teams. So the games are starting to get a little bit better. What better way to start us off than with our college game day between the Red River rivalry? Number 12, Oklahoma, number three, Texas, both teams coming in at 5-0. This is on, at noon on ABC. Texas is coming in at a minus 6.5. Zach, you want to start us off with this game? Um, Yeah, I'm actually quite shocked that Oklahoma is the favorites heading into this game. Um, and that? Texas, minus 6.5. Yeah, but according to ESPN Analytics. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, 54. Yeah, they're a favorite, which I was very surprised to see. Look, no disrespect to the Oklahoma Sooners and what they've got going. Look, I love Brent Venables. I think him taking over the head coaching job after Lincoln Riley left was the best case scenario for Oklahoma. You know, you bring in a guy that had previously had already been within the system and, you know, he has a lot of love for Oklahoma. So he really embodies that like Sooner pride. So they were in a good position there. Um, I was a little skeptical about Dylan Gabriel coming over from UCF. I can't remember. Was he at another school after UCF, but before Oklahoma? Or committed I... to UCLA, but then be committed and went to Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. That's why I always thought there was another school in there. But, yeah, when he came over, you know, I was very skeptical of it. Um, you know, I had known his accomplishments and how talented he was coming out of UCF. But, you know, when you make that leap from – a group of five football to power five football, you know, you really start to see players, whether or not they actually got it. And this dude has it. I mean, he's thrown for almost 1600 yards this year, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. They're averaging 352, year, 352 passing yards a game. So he can sling it. Um, he's very capable of that. So, you know, wanted to get that out of the way first, but you know, this Texas football team is kind of on a different rhythm right now, the way they're playing football. The way they were able to beat Alabama and the way they've kind of been cruising through their games, you know, I know they had a rough showing against Rice, but, you know, at the end of the day, a win's a win. And if you handle business, that's all that matters. You know, not everyone has their best day at work, but you still got to show up and clock in. So that's just how it is. That's what Texas has done so far this year. I like what I've seen out of them, you know, regardless of whether Steve Sarkeesian showing up sober or not, that's not really of my utmost importance so long as you're winning football games. Um, you know, we can put the microscope a little bit closer, you know, once the hot seat gets a little warmed up. But that doesn't seem to be the case. What I will say is if you look at the quality of schedule recently, I think Texas opponents have been a little bit harder. You know, you look at uh, Alabama and you look at, well, Baylor and Kansas aren't really anything. But, you know, I guess it's more so just compared to Oklahoma's last and, five. And this is good. They're they're a good team. Yeah, they're a good team. <laughs> um, and if you look at Oklahoma's last five, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Tulsa, SMU, Arkansas State. Where Where's the challenge? I think Oklahoma has been given a lot of respect because they've handled the teams the way they were supposed to. You know, a lot of times you see teams get docked <clears throat> Florida state, um, even though they play lower competition and don't win by as much as people think they should, but Hey, you got to know when you're facing a weaker or lesser team in the public's eyes, that's going to put a chip on a lot of people's shoulders. You know, they're going to be, pl they're going to be playing that game with a lot more, um, 
to lose per se. Like they feel like they've got a lot on the line. So, you know, in terms of quality control or who I think has played a tougher strength of schedule thus far, I am going to lead more towards Texas. I think they're more built for the game. But then again, you know, this is the Red River, uh, the Red River rivalry. Anything can happen. We've seen so much crazy shit over the years with these two teams. So honestly, it could go either way. It's a huge win if Oklahoma is able to pull it off. And it's even bigger for Texas because I guess it does bring some kind of factual statements to Texas is back at this point. But, you know, if I had a gun to my head, I'm going to take Texas, in my opinion. I just feel like that's the odds. Um, you said the line was mm-hmm. minus six and a half for Texas. Um, you know, if that's the case, you know, I might as well take. I nah, I'm gonna take Texas minus six and a half. So I'm gonna take what. No, you wait, that's so that's so stupid. It's a rivalry game. Give me Oklahoma plus six and a half. No, I was not to say, dude. I yeah, yeah. I like I. Oof. I'm gonna also take. I'm actually gonna buy the half and take Oklahoma plus seven. Okay. Um, the reason I'm doing this is, listen, I understand. Let me start one thing. First thing, I agree with you. I think Brett Venables was the most perfect candidate for this role. He already had ties to Oklahoma. He had look look at the difference. Of how since he left Clemson, look at the impact that had on their program. Unbelievable guy, unbelievable defense coordinator. When you look at Oklahoma, you know, losing Lincoln Riley, you go, all right, we have the offensive weapons and the offensive tools there. We're going to the SEC. We need a defensive mastermind. It's the hardest defensive conference in college football. What they do, they got the best defense coordinator in college football. I think he's a good leader. I think he got a lot, uh, way, way too much shit last year for how they performed. Bro, this man lost 75% of his roster to USC and the transfer portal. It's going to be hard to just jump in the Big 12 and fucking take over. But he's doing a good job. Um, Texas also, as much as I don't like them, they're good. They're very solid. They have a very good defense too. And this is going to be one of the times where I don't know if we're going to see a shootout scoring-wise in this game. I feel like you know usually this game is a trend of being a shootout. Um, the other things I want to note real quick. Dylan Gabriel, I've seen all over my Twitter. Like you said, his stats are phenomenal, and he's – I believe he's got some rushing touchdowns too under his belt. Um, yeah, and he also has four rushing touchdowns. And on top of that, he's like the most slept on Heisman guy, guy like uh, Heisman runner. The other thing is too, I saw, I can't remember it to a T, but it was like Oklahoma's as number one in offense and defense and yards per play. So their defense is giving up the least amount of yards per play and their offense is, made, is getting the most amount of yards per play. So that what we're playing – what that will win you games yeah exactly yeah so i understand they're lesser opponents but like they're still playing good teams they're not playing like shit and when it comes to this game you're going to really see it this is going to be the game where it's either texas is back or it's oklahoma and brent venables are making a name for themselves because you're hearing a lot about texas but oklahoma's five and oh it's sitting at 12 and i mean yeah that win over alabama's big for texas but besides that i wouldn't say the resumes are that different I am going to buy the half and take Oklahoma plus seven, though, because this is a field goal game, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, now, I don't know about the part about you saying, like, you know, this may be the year we don't get a shootout. I mean, I feel like it's literally written in the contract for this rivalry that you have to score. It's It's just the the caliber of defenses in this game particular is better than we've seen in the past. I agree. I agree. But history is doomed to repeat itself. We already – we already know what's going to happen. There's going to be so many, whether it be blown coverages, just guys making insane plays. Like, guys are going to show out, you know. 
it's a rivalry game. You play best when the lights are brightest. So the stars will be out, out near. Is it? It's neutral site, always, right? It's in. Uh, it's in Texas, though, but it's neutral. Yeah, yeah. Stars are always brightest in Texas. Everything's there's a, in Texas, there's a fact I'm trying to find before we open up this next game that I was reading earlier. Yeah, they should just make the two teams recreate the Alamo. I just saw this today, if I can find it. Whether or not this fact hits you. While Grayson is looking for that, one thing I wanted to add on to his beginning statement that he said that kind of stuck out to me is he's like, we're getting into that weird part of the year. But I think what's even weirder about week six in general is we're starting to see the Wednesday night football games. We got Jacksonville State and Middle Tennessee and Florida International and New Mexico State. I mean, it's... It's quite literally college football versions of, all right, we know you're addicted to football, so we're literally going to put something on Wednesday night because we know you'll watch it. Now, me personally, I have other plans. Um, I will not be watching this game because, quite frankly, I don't care. Um, my love for college football, unfortunately, um, does not go that deep. Um, and my knowledge doesn't really either, unfortunately. But we learn and we grow every day with you. Grace, well, any updates? No, I can't find it, but I, I'll, I'll try to remember the best that I can. The next game... We have Maryland going to Oklahoma, going to Ohio State, Ohio State number 14 in the country, coming in at a minus 20 favorite. Yes, most of the time you'd be like, this can be a, a murder of a game. Ohio State's going to cover. Maryland has put up this so far this season. They're 5-0. and They've put up 38, 38, 42, 31, and 44 on the teams they've played. They have beaten everyone's ass. We're talking beat Townsend 38-6. Uh, well, Charlotte, they only beat 38-20. They beat Virginia 42-14, to Michigan State 31-9, and Indiana 44-17. Their team is led by quarterback and younger brother Taluya. 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 Tagovailoa, to his little brother. He's balling out, 1,464 yards, three tu- 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. And we're looking at a pretty lackluster Ohio State team for – First time I could remember. Kyle McCord, he's not really that guy. I mean, he's not doing horrible, but he's not like when you think of Ohio State quarterback, you think of like top three quarterback in the country. He's not a top 10 quarterback in the country. Um, and it sucks. I know there's a lot of pressure on him and stuff, but I'm just trying to speak facts. He's only thrown for a thousand yards, six touchdowns, and a pick. They're being it, Mar it's it's almost to an extent hurting Marvis and Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. because he's not getting the amount of receptions as he could be getting. He only has 17 and four games, which, yes, I understand that's still very good. But, like, I feel like he could be getting abused, especially in those games when they're blowing teams out. Anyways, I do think that – oh, that's crazy. The leading uh, receiver, Deshaun Jones, for Maryland is also a Florida boy. Fun fact. I do think Ohio State wins this game because I think Maryland is overrated. But I don't think they cover minus 20. I'm going to take Maryland plus 20. I, I don't think Ohio State beats them by 20 points. Ohio State – only has they only have two wins this year by twenty points, and those were Indiana and Youngstown State. Oh no, I lied. They have three. I lied. Anyways, I'm gonna take Maryland uh, with odds plus twenty. Yeah. So you know, originally when we brought this up, you know, for all of our fans out there that oh, may or may not know, every time I open up ESPN, there's always an ad that plays. I don't know why. Um, but every time I or every year, sorry, 
that completely distracted me. Anyway, I'm a fan of Florida State football. I'm a diehard fan, but I enjoy watching Ohio State football a lot. Same way Grayson kind of is with Wisconsin. You know, we're diehard FSU fans, but we have other teams that we root for. Ohio State is my Big Ten team. Wisconsin is a big, his big, big Ten team. So I do have some bias looking at this game. But I think a lot of the times when people kind of are bringing up like, oh, this could game could be an upset, you know, Maryland's not that bad of a team and Ohio State's not really there. Look, when you look at it strictly from quarterback play, I completely agree with you. I do think Maryland has the opportunity to win this game. The problem is it doesn't come down to quarterback play for Ohio State anymore. You know, we you brought up about Kyle McCord a little bit where like he's just not that guy anymore. Look, I'm, I agree with you. He's not that guy anymore, but he's not bad. Yeah, the no. problem is the problem is when your previous years are Justin Fields and CJ Stroud, who are NFL quarterbacks and supposed to be franchise guys, it's kind of hard to put them in the same pool, but they are, they will be under the same microscope. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. When you go to those type of schools, there is legacy for a reason. I agree with all the points you made about having Marvin Harrison and Egbuka. You know, these are guys that have to get the ball more. But, you know, they're just – you're not able to. You know, you're not able to get in the ball as much as you would like. But, you know, for the same reason that Ohio State was able to beat Notre Dame, and no, I'm not talking about because Kyle Hamilton put four or ten players on the field. That's not what I'm referencing. Ohio State won that game because everyone else is better than their quarterback, and that's all there is to it. Like, they are severely, severely better in every aspect than Maryland. Maryland should not be able to compete roster wise and coaching wise. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Ryan day. I do think he was hand gifted a team and a program that is known for recruiting and is going to get recruits regardless. And I think that's kind of been hand fed to him and he won't really run into issues for a while unless they keep losing to Michigan, then they will be fucked. Pardon my language. I've been trying to cut back on cursing, but I apologize. This, this stuff does get me fired up, but regardless I do think Ohio State handles business as they should. With that being said, I'm still taking Maryland with the points. Yeah, 20 points is a shit ton. Yeah. So I will still be I'm I'm a fan, but I'm not I'm not delusional. Okay. I, I don't have my tinfoil hat on for the Buckeyes per this, se. This next game actually intrigues me a lot. We have number 23 LSU at number 21, Missouri. LSU, they're having opposite seasons. LSU comes in the number five team in the country, loses to Florida State, loses to Ole Miss last week. And I think both teams had 700 all-purpose yards of offense. That's insane. And – oh, I have a sneeze coming. Bless you. Bless you. All right, we're back. LSU, Jaden Daniels, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's not really doing good, getting a lot of shit. Jaden Daniels balling out. Offense is getting – uh, they got, like I said, 700 off, uh, total offensive yards against Ole Miss. Still lost. They're 3-2. and two. People thought they were going to be a playoff team this year, and they are number 20 in the country. Missouri. Missouri. 5-0. and 5-0. Oh. Oh. I think it's the first time they've been 5-0 in a long time. They are fucking solid. They have a good win over 15 Kansas State. Good win over Memphis. They, they are looking sharp. A couple people I want to shout out. First of all, their wide receiver – his name, Luther Burden, he is leading the SEC in receptions and I believe receiving yards. This man is a dog. 43 receptions, 644 yards, 
five tutties with an average of 15 yards a catch. That's what Marvin, Har- Marvin Harrison Jr.'s stats should look like. But he doesn't, yes. that's, he doesn't get the ball thrown enough. He's a yes. dog. Their quarterback also, dude. Give this guy a shout-out. Let's give him a quick clap for Brady Cook, Missouri Tigers quarterback number two junior. He comes out in their, fir- in their first home game, not excuse me, second home game, against Kansas State, and the stadium boos him. They boo him for being in the game. And he is so far on the year now is 1,468 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, and zero interceptions with a 78.3 QBR, which is 22nd in the country. 22nd in the fucking country. And then their head coach, whose name I do not know, poor journalism, I apologize, after the Kansas State game, gives an old classic Mike Gundy, don't go after him, he's a kid, come after me, I'm a man. This guy's got this team back together. Remember, there has been hints of success at Missouri before. There has. We saw is his name Drink Drinkworts or Drinkwitz? I believe his name is. I don't know. I, I, don't, I think it's Drinkwitz. To be honest, but um, this game also is at noon on ESPN. Damn, we have three nude bangers. That is awesome. But I'm gonna take Missouri in this game, dude. It sounds insane to say that. I'm gonna take Missouri plus six or excuse me plus five and a half at home. They're killing it right now. I do think LSU is the better team. I think it's going to be one of those weird, magical journeys. I'm either going to get this right or LSU is going to slaughter them. That's all I got to say. But shout out Missouri. They're, they've been having a sleeper year, killing it. They got they got some dogs. They do have some dogs, and they haven't get some decent recruits. All I know is I have two friends that went to wrestle there in college, and they both transferred out because they said that she was boring as fuck. But who knows? They're from Florida. Give me Missouri minus – or excuse me, plus five and a half. Yeah, so – this is kind of how I view this game. LSU is only susceptible to losing games to high-powered office, offenses. Ole Miss, Florida State, only two losses on the year. They're giving up, on average, 429 yards per game. That is atrocious. That does not win you football games. However, you were able to win some football games because your offense is averaging 551. And in a time and place where we are literally in our fastest era of football in terms of playing time, where you get less drives, less chances to score, less opportunities, you're still putting up 500 yards of total offense. You should not be losing games. Unfortunately, their defense just cannot seem to hold it together. I do think they are in a prime position, though, to get back on track with a rolling hot Mizzou. Um, Look, no, no disrespect to Missouri and the type of team they have and the kind of run they're on right now. I do respect their win over Kansas state. However, however, I just, I know they're averaging 450 yards of total offense, but only putting up like 23 points against middle Tennessee, 35 points against South Dakota, 30, 34, 38. Dude, I'm just, I, I don't think you're going to be able to keep up or stop Jane Daniels. I just don't. I'm sorry. The kid's too good. Now, I don't know what's up with Jane Daniels this year. I don't know if he is trying to get CTE, but every game I see him get blown up. Popped. Popped. Like, I, I got not like, not like new era, like, oh, like good form tackle, really solid hit. I'm talking like, here come the boom edits where like back when you were like 12 and 13, you were like, that guy may be dead. Like those type of hits he's suffering like every game. Um, But dude can take it. Dude can take a hit. 
and still deliver the rock. So mad respect to him. I do think a huge factor in this game is going to be Malik Neighbors. Um, he's been soft for them. He's one of the top wide receiving prospects um, out of LSU. He's been consistent all year round. 40 receptions, 625 yards, five tutties. Um, so he's been balling as well. I'm just not sold on Mizzou, unfortunately. I know you're 5-0. I know you have an impressive win over a previously top 25 team in Kansas State. I problem is you're getting into your SEC schedule, and this is where the men get separated from the boys. Everyone does well first couple weeks of the season if you play an easy enough schedule. But once you start getting your conference opponents, it ain't no cupcake, especially in the SEC. Are you taking money line or odds? Or spread, I mean. I'm going to take Mizzou covering, though. I'm going to take Mizzou covering. This may be one of those games where it's whoever has the ball last wins. Um, So I'll take Mizzou with the points. I think it's a safer bet, in my opinion. Our next game is a game I really don't have too many words to talk about, to be honest. We have Texas A&M. Oh, no, I flipped that around. Wait, what? Oh, damn, we have Alabama. Yeah, I messed it up. Bad. We have Alabama going to Texas A&M. Alabama number 11 team in the country. Both teams are 4-1. This game's CBS at 3-30. All I know is Alabama's back to rocking with Jalen Milrow. He's starting to look better. I think they shouldn't have just thrown him under the bus uh, and just, like, not played him in the USF game. On the other side of things, Texas A&M loses starting quarterback Wegman, and then they get the old LSU quarterback, whose name I cannot freaking remember at the moment. Um... Wait, quarterback for who? Then they get Max Johnson who comes in. And Max Johnson looks like he was the starter the whole freaking time. 17 for eight, 17 for 28, 210 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. He looks really good. The offense seemed to be blooming better under him. Texas A&M has never had a defense problem. Jimbo's a very good defensive mastermind. Texas A&M is also known to give Alabama scares in the past. Johnny Manziel era, the last two seasons under Jimbo, they play them tight. This is a very scary game if you are Alabama or an Alabama fan or associate or just hate Jimbo Fisher. Alabama's coming in at a minus one and a half. This game is scary. But the thing is, I'm going to go with this. I think Alabama's defense doesn't get enough credit. And I think Max Johnson ain't that guy. I'm going to take Alabama and I'm going to just take a money line. Just give me Alabama money line. Boring game. Boring yeah. last game. By the way, um, I'm putting on my little tin hat right now. I do have a conspiracy theory that um, I feel we need to discuss. It might be on the same wavelength or it might be completely somewhere else, but I wanna, I'm want i intrigued. I, I, I want to say we're on the same page. I think Milrow was benched due to some actions it's going on. Exact same the- wavelength. I, think yeah. it was, I don't think it was his play. I think something I- happened. I think something happened, but like Patriots and Alabama are very similar. Everything stays internal. Like you didn't hear anything about the Patriots ever having issues. Like they literally covered up that Aaron Hernandez was a murder until he got caught for it. And then they were like, holy shit. Yeah. And then like Tom Brady, like people just speculate because no one knows. But like with Alabama, it's like they've had a long streak of like always like never having any issues. And then, you know, guy gets benched. And, you know, the problem, it was a great cover-up because they had already lost before. So it was like, yeah, we can kind of say. But you saw the game. 
Yeah. You saw they, they never. Yeah, they didn't even consider putting Milrow back in the game. They despite put the third how, string in. Yeah, yeah. So as I'm watching it, I'm literally sitting there and I'm going, I'm going. Something happened. I'm like, I know something happened. And I was like, obviously it wasn't super bad because like I feel like you'd be able to. I feel like you'd be able to tell like the vibe is off in the locker room or something, but I just feel like he, he did something he wasn't supposed to. And there's a, there's consequences for that. And Saban gave him his consequence. And Hey, ever since he's come back for it, he's played solid. He's been great, but back to the game at hand. Um, look, Jimbo Fisher under that kind of coaching trip, Nick Saban, you know, never really, I mean, has he ever been able to get over the hump against Nick Saban? I, yeah. Didn't they, I thought he did beat him once. I thought he beat him last year. <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> Last year, really? No, dude. I feel like he got one. No, 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 no. We no, no, no. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Okay, twenty twenty one. We beat him in twenty twenty one. And last year they lost. They had the ball at fourth and a goal, last play of the game. And they didn't tour. Texas A&M. Damn. Damn. So yeah, uh, Jimbo is getting closer. He's nipping at the heels, and this is a vulnerable Crimson Tide team. This is a very vulnerable Crimson Tide team. Unfortunately, this is also the same Texas A&M Aggies who have the fifth best composite team in the entire country and lost to Miami. So, um, unfortunately for that reason, um, I'm out. As they say on Shark Tank, I'm out on the Aggies. Uh, I'm going all in on the Crimson Tide roll, Tide roll. Um, yeah, give me Nick Saban and the money line. I know the points are there. You say, well, you might as well take the points. This is very much one of those games where they would win by one point and you'd be like, well, I should just take money line. So like Grayson said, been too close in the past. I don't want to see it. I'm not going to risk it. Just give me Alabama money line. I'm sticking to my guns. I believe in my boys. I also thought the Jalen Miller thing was a conspiracy and I never said anything about it because I never saw anything about it, but it was very sketchy that you have a kid as a sophomore and you're Nick Saban and a kid a kid has a bad game. It didn't even play that horrible. It was a bad game. And instead of being like, we needed time to develop him and he's to learn, we're just like, yeah, we're benching him right away. Doesn't sound very Nick Saban of him, you know? Yeah. And there's no way they put a backup Notre Dame quarterback over him against USF. And by the way, that backup quarterback, full disrespect. Full disrespect, I'm sorry, but uh, you throw like Uncle Rico from yeah, Napoleon suck. Dynamite. It was it was rough. It was rough. They but. suck. Our next game, this is this next game gives me a LSU Mizzou vibe. Mm. I'm gonna be completely honest. Mm. We have number twenty Kentucky traveling to the reigning defending two time champions of the. Fucking world number one in the country, Georgia Bulldogs. Both teams five and zero. Kentucky just routed the Florida Gators last week. This game seven p.m. on ESPN. Georgia comes in at a minus fifteen favorite. Zach Watts, you want to start us off with this game? Yeah, look, I know Kentucky's kind of garnered a lot of hype considering their win over Florida, but to be honest, I still am not that impressed with Florida this year. Also, one thing Kentucky did extremely well in this game against Florida was they were able to run the rock. Pretty sure the running back had like over 200 yards rushing. I've got some news for you, buddy. If you plan on running for 200 yards against the Georgia Bulldogs, unless your name is Reggie Bush, Derrick Henry, or by all means, Christian McCaffrey, it ain't going to happen, unfortunately. And I don't even think any of those three guys could have done it back in their college days against this current Georgia Bulldog defense. Now, look, 
I know Georgia has looked weak in some areas. I know Carson Beck hasn't been as strong as Stetson Bennett was uh, years prior. But this is still the reigning defending champs. This is still the Georgia Bulldogs. They seem to have every game under their control. It just looks like dominant football. They also have a guy who may be the second coming of Rob Gronkowski or Jesus. I can't tell at this point. Uh, Brock Bowers, who is an absolute problem over there. And as far as I'm concerned, Kentucky definitely does not have an answer for that man. So he will probably be involved early and often. But looking at this Kentucky team, you know, they are on a roll. They are 5-0. and um, I believe this is the first time in history. Yeah. You're right. That both Kentucky teams, Louisville and Kentucky, have both been five and eight. Yeah. So shout out the state of Kentucky. I I know you for your bourbon, but I thank you for familiarizing yourself with your football. Hey, shout out Jack Harlow, man. It there's two things I know about Kentucky. It's bourbon and bats. And out and tonight. Kentucky Wildcats are bringing out the Louisville Sluggers. Sausage the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, Jack Harlow. Shout out Woody Harrelson and White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. Um, shout out to the OG, Jack Harlow. No matter how good of an actor you may be, you will never, ever be Woody Harrelson and uh, White Boys Can't Jump. Unfortunately, um, maybe that should be our draft. Um, just Woody Harrelson movies. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I, don't even, yeah. I don't know five. I think my top five may be Now You See Me, Now You See Me Too. So... That may be it. Uh, and you have the Hunger Games. You have uh, Venom. He's in Venom. Venom. You have um the Zombieland movies. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we could have done it. 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 Yeah, we could have done it. What's your pick there? Yeah. Who are you rocking with? Yeah, Georgia. What are the points at right now? Minus fifteen. Ooh, what did Georgia beat South Carolina by? 10. 10. Yo, then give me Kentucky with the points. Yeah, they beat they beat South Carolina by 10 and they they beat Auburn by by a touchdown. They should have lost that game last week. Damn. Yeah, then give me for sure give me Kentucky with the points. So, I'm going to actually be honest, I'm taking Georgia money line. Um and uh, I, the reason I am is cuz the exact same reason you said the only reason Kentucky's won games, and the reason they won that game against uh against Florida is because of uh, Rush Davis. I think his name's Rush. Ray Davis. I was um, gonna say if his name was Rush, that he was born to be a running back. He would have yeah. been born to be a running back. Um, the, he went twenty six for two hundred eighty yards, ten yards average, and three touchdowns. That is not going to happen against Georgia. And then if we look at the other thing, they get this quarterback recruiting Devin Leary from NC State, who was like one of the top quarterbacks in the country last year probably the number two in the ACC, two or three in the ACC. And then he comes here and he sucks ass. He has 10 touchdowns and five picks. He, he, I mean, he's not. He's almost not even 50%. He's 82 for 142. He's terrible. And I and watching, like, interviews and breakdowns, they're like, they're like, oh, well, it doesn't make sense. He made these throws at NC State. He can't make them here. They're the same throws. Well, the thing is, the defensive backs he played in the – ACC weren't the defensive backs he played in the SEC, so we didn't have the fear of every fucking pass getting pick six because it's not the same. Um, and if you remember the biggest games they played, he played like shit. Florida State game, got hurt. Clemson game, didn't play well. There you go. Um, do I think Georgia's going to go out there and route them? I don't even think Georgia beats them by 15. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe. I don't know. I just think it's Saber taking Georgia. Georgia has not looked good. They should have lost to Auburn last week. They low-key should have lost South Carolina. I just think they could win a boring 21-7 to game. You know what? Give me Kentucky plus 15. I think Georgia still beats them, but I don't think Georgia can, can spread a 15. Yeah. I agree, I agree, I agree. Our last game of the evening is actually a game that I did not think we'd be talking about, and it goes back to Zach's statement, the great state of Kentucky, which I've never been to, which shockingly. Have you ever been to Kentucky, Zach? I feel – have I been to the state of Kentucky? I've been to, <laughs> I've been to Ohio. I ain't been to Kentucky. Well, we all know Ohio is not real, so you yeah. might as well have been to Kentucky. Um, <laughs> it could have been. They were just like, yeah. Right, it could have been either or. I don't know. I See, here's the problem, because when I went on that road, no, nah, we wouldn't have passed it. No, nah, I definitely wasn't in Kentucky. But when we went on a road trip to Omaha and I slept the full – like on the drive up, I, I was awake through every state. But on the way back, we took a different route, and I just slept the entire ride because I was like, I don't care. I was like, I, I was like, we're driving through states. I like what what like what there's highway and highway the moral of the story is you have not been to kentucky yeah no i've not been to kentucky and um yeah so that doesn't really impact my feelings about this game look we all know my hatred for notre dame is sparked because of the movie rudy um we all know this is never really that loved um and even the, the fact that the the fact that joe montana or was it joe montana or there, all I know is there was a great quarterback that came up and was like, yeah, we all hated him. Like, yeah, we like, like no one even knew who he was. Yeah, we were like, what? Like the fact that he got a movie, like get 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 out of here. Get out of here with that. He was but regard- yeah, regardless, there is a player on Notre Dame I actually like now, and it is uh, the heartthrob pause, uh, Sam Hartman. Um, Someone had the funniest joke in the world that I've ever seen is Sam Hartman – could never have a corporate email because his email would just be Sharpman at gmail.com. And I, I could not stop laughing. I was like, holy crap. That is a top tier meme right there. Yeah. That's Sharpman. Tier. No. So his literal school email is probably Sharpman at like Sharpman. Sharpman. Sharpman 2024. <laughs> at nd.org. <laughs> Oh my that, god. You know. Oh. Like I just got an email from the sharp man. You're like that that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Unfortunately, teachers like, "Honey, what's your email?" Sharpman. Yeah, okay. No jokes in my classroom. Yeah. Yeah, get <laughs> out. Get out. Get out. What? What it's literally there. It's literally there. Regardless. You know, uh, he probably enjoys giving um like presentations because he's probably at the place like do you have any questions uh you can just email me at sharpman no no he's uh, he's, he's a guy's guy he's a guy's guy yeah. he definitely he's, doesn't he's, go to class. hand signals where, yeah. where the he's like dude i saw a joke about that it was like guys you're completely misinterpreting interpreting it at home you see that as a joke at him he's telling him cover three he's, cover, <laughs> he's calling a cover three he, um, he's, he, but yeah going into this game number 10 notre dame Coming in at five and one at number twenty five Louisville five and zero. It's on ABC at seven thirty. I'm not gonna lie to you. I grew up. I my whole life hated Notre Dame. I am low key a Notre Dame bandwagon fan right now. Yeah, I, I really like Sam Hartman. Ninety six for one hundred forty five, almost fifteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns, no picks. And I really like Audric Estime. 
95 carries, 672 yards, two touchdowns. They are a fun fucking team to watch, bro. They're good. I like Freeman, their coach, Marcus Freeman. I like Notre Dame this year. It's weird. I never liked them in my life. I really like them this year. They're really put together. And we said it in the end of the year pod last year. It was like Notre Dame was a Sam Hartman away. And then they got him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Louisville team's they're, they're cool. They're rocking. I mean, they're they're running back. Um, they're they're running back Jawar Jordan. He's doing very well. Sixty six carries, five hundred ten yards, and six touchdowns. Plummer is their quarterback though, and he's just not that guy, brother. Eleven touchdowns for six picks. He's really not Himothy. Um, I I don't know if he's how if he started there last year. I actually don't know anything about this kid to be honest. But they're not like killing teams. Like they beat Georgia Tech by five. I mean, they blew up Murray State. They beat Indiana by a touchdown. They beat Boston College by they almost beat Boston College by 30. And they beat NC State at NC State by three. They're not really like filthy. They're just like solid. I'm gonna take Notre Dame minus six and a half, even though it's at Kentucky, or excuse me, Louisville, which we've seen Louisville night games be crazy before. They're just not the same, in my opinion. No disrespect to them. I'm just all in on the Notre Dame train. Yeah, um, I really also, like Notre Dame. I'm sorry. The video Notre Dame dropped on Twitter of the last five minutes of the Duke game behind the scenes, one of the hardest. Have you seen it? No, I have not yet. It is one of the hardest videos I've ever seen in my life. You need to go watch it. It's a five-minute clip, and it's just the behind the scenes of the last two, like two and a half minutes of the Notre Dame-Duke game when they came back to win. And it's just like all the coaches, what they're calling, what they're saying on the headsets, what Sam Hartman's saying. They're all mic'd up. It's fucking awesome, dude. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Like, I, I'm like... a Notre Dame fan right now. I'm a Notre Dame fan right now. I'm not going to lie. I, I hate Notre Dame, but right now I like them. I can feel the Catholic entering my body, and it ain't the priest. Um. Anyway, back to the game of hand. Yeah, I'm going to ride with Grayson's pick on this. I like Notre Dame, and I like the pick. Look, Louisville's a solid program this year, but ESPN does tend to do a thing where they hype teams up only to watch them fail, and I feel like they just give, like, they gave the courtesy Kentucky shout-out to both Kentucky teams only for both of them to lose in terrible fashion this week. So that's kind of how that's going to play out. Um, So no disrespect to them, but, yeah, Sam Hartman, Ever since that Ohio State loss, I feel like he's got a thing to prove. Also, shout out Sam Hartman and Cade Klubnick for making my bets hit. I bet both of them to not throw picks, and neither of them did throw picks. So, shout them out. Neither of them have picks on the year. So Two good, two good Christian boys. Yeah, two good Christian boys, and one of them plays with a his own rib on his necklace. So, um little weird, little weird, but also hard. A little hard weird, as- but a little hard at the same time. Yeah, yeah, a little weird, a little hard. Um, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I w- I was gonna try to find a joke somewhere in there, but I think the jokes write themselves. Um, so we're not we're not gonna touch on that. Um, anywho, moving on. Yeah, give me Notre Dame. Uh, with the points at minus whatever they were at. What was it? Notre Dame minus six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Give me give me Notre Dame minus six. What's our next game? That is our last game of this weekend. It is everyone's favorite time of the day. Draft, draft time. We are I at don't the- have a draft on my mind, Zach Watts. What was the one? Oh, the one we've kept pushing off um, for so long. We brought it up and we never got around to doing it. We were, we were going to do it with Phil, um, but he brought up a different one. Um, best 
did we do best football food? Oh, we did. Yeah. We did. Yeah, we did do best tailgating foods. Never mind. Um, you know, we touched since we're in the midst of the college football season. Should we do our top five best college game day rituals? I thought you were going to say top five favorite college football games you ever watched. We could do rituals, games we watched, or like, you know how certain teams have songs they play during games? Not trying traditions. to like traditions. That's the word I was looking for. Should we, t- should we do our top five traditions? I don't know if I can do five, but I could try. You can 100% do five. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, you're right. I could. I could. I could. I could do five. Yeah. yeah. We, go first? If, if anything, uh, no, because I brought it up. I feel like you should get the courtesy. No, no, one no, because our first is going to be the same, so I'm letting you take it. Well, then we say it at the same time. It's Chief Osceola. Osceola. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. So unanimous number one. All right, I'll um, go. Yeah. Unanimous number one is, is Chief Osceola planting the spear, but he only plants it when he plays Florida. Yes. He only plants it when he plays Florida. Or excuse me. He only gets off his horse to plant it when he plays Florida. Yeah, because I, I remember reading about this. I believe when he stays on the horse, it's for battle. But if you dismount the horse, it's war. Yeah. Which is so, so hard. So we declare war on Florida. War. Yeah, we declare war. God, it's so uh, hard. My number one is going to be the Wisconsin jump around. I knew I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, Wisconsin it's jump hard. around. But, I mean, uh, honestly, though. Dude, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I can think of a hundred traditions. <laughs> Exactly, like they're floating on rain tubes. Yeah. Okay. This one, oh my god. See, with recent success, it makes me, or with recent disaster, it makes me not want to pick them. Nah, tradition has nothing to do with with level of success. Yeah. I want to do Virginia Tech Sandman. Yeah, that is insanely lit. Yeah. 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 I. I gotta be. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. There's just no way. Yeah, Inner Sandman. I have By the two, way, oh, I'm sorry. You go. Yeah, I was just gonna say this. Um, when Virginia Tech, I think they were playing Miami a couple years ago, and it was like big fourth down or big big third down, and the crowds like amp, but it they were just coming out of a timeout, so kind of kill them in, and the fans were going, and the sound, the audio guy played Inner Sandman in the fourth quarter. Just out of nowhere. And the whole, like, if you go back and watch that video, that is, like, if I was a quarterback on Miami, I would have shit my britches on the spot. I would have been like, we're done. We're yeah, like, we're there done. is That's no good. chance we are converted. And the players are just, like, hyped up, bouncing around. They're like, yeah, you pretty much signed your death warrant calling that timeout. But, yeah. One- College football is more fun when Virginia Tech's good. I completely agree with that. Yes. Yes. The thing is, I have two of them, but I want, I think you'll say one and not the other. So, I'm going to try to steal the one that I don't want you to take. I'm going to do the Penn State whiteout. Okay, see, that's the one I was going to say. That's what I was saying. That's why I held the other one back. Okay, so you're going to see do Penn State's whiteout. Interesting. Interesting. Penn State whiteout. Damn. See, second pick is hard because of nah, I got him. I got him going. I got more. They're just. See, not. See, I brought it up and like my brain isn't going. Like, I'm. I'm slacking. I'm like trying to think of when I watch like college football, like what, what makes me sit there and I'm like, oh my god, this like I want to be there so bad right now. 
Um, dude, I, you're killing the vibes right now. I know, dude. I just look it up. I'm, just Google it. Just yeah, Google I'm like best college football traditions. Yeah, I I want to like what the problem is. What's on my mind right now, but I want to save it for later. But I can't think of anything else. Is Georgia when they black out the stadium and they turn on the red lights? Yeah, yeah, that's just tough. And they and then yeah. it's not like all red. It's like bam, 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 bam. yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, nah, nah, nah. Fuck that. Um, fuck. Who does Darude Sandstorm? Who does Darude Sandstorm? Oh, I know you're talking about. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oklahoma State. Oh my- no, 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 it's South Carolina, South Carolina, yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. When they, when they were like peak and that song go off that, that is insane. Oh, uh, you that gotta be insane. ready. Cause I'm about to rip another one right away. All right, go for it. The Iowa wave. Oh, to the, um, the children's hospital. Children's hospital. Yeah. Very, very all Big Ten right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I didn't realize I love Big Ten football that much. Well, they are like very tradition heavy. Yeah, huge, huge tradition heavy. Um, uh, I am. Since it is my team, I think I do have to say this. Um, I'm gonna go with Ohio State's uh, marching band pregame. Okay, that's just always been huge for them it's a huge part of the shoe being in the horseshoe up there so i am gonna say for my number three ohio state you your number two you're sorry your number three was the iowa way that's what it was. yeah um i had another one i just lost it low key uh, by the way my first two picks were sandman and sandstorm so yeah um, yeah, yeah I'm consistency gonna, i'm gonna go with um Give me uh give me the rundown at Death Valley Clemson, Howard Rock. Okay. So you're going Clemson. I had another one though, dude, and I can't remember what it was. Wait, you said Clemson, what's it called? Howard's Rock. Howard's Rock. Yes, like their entrance pretty much. Yeah, by the way, I think it was a couple years ago. Um, when for some reason, I don't know why they did this. There was like a 30 minute ESPN broadcast where they showed them getting on the bus. Oh, I mean, that's when they played Georgia, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it it was like 20 minutes long. Yeah. 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, they don't need to be doing this. I'm like, I'm like, this is like a little too much, um, going on right now. So I don't really know if I like that, but I mean, Hey, anything to fill up the time in your time slot, I guess. Let me see what other ones are coming to mind. Yeah, I know when I see really good one, I can't remember it now. Um, that one's good, but you know, not really what I want. I kind of want to shout this out just good. because it. Um, oh yeah, the Ohio State one. By the way, the official name for it is called dotting the eye. Yeah, it's what they do, um, and it's huge. Um, damn, yeah, it's a good one that I had, and I can't freaking. Yeah, I'm gonna have to shout it out since it's this week. Uh, the the sooner, sooner, 
Yeah. When they run out too with the with the Bulls. Yeah, when they run out there with the Bulls. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Give me the Oklahoma. Oklahoma Sooner Shooner. Who is your fifth and I got I got one in mind right now, but it's not the one that I had, and it's really bothering me. Should we go through every single football team in the country? I'm gonna just I'm gonna just rock with this one. I'm gonna go Texas A&M eleventh man. Twelfth man. Twelfth man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the eleventh man happens to be on the field. Yeah, the twelfth man at uh, Texas A&M. Yeah. Um. Okay, my final one. This is merely for prosperity stakes, and just because I'm an American, you. You must know this tradition. If not, I feel sorry for you. The Army Navy game. Oh, damn. I thought you were going to say War Damn Eagle. No. When they pack the house with literally just a bunch of sh- soldiers and their uniforms, oh, it's sick. Yeah. It's sick. My favorite Army Navy game ever was when it was pouring rain and no one left. No one moved. Like everyone just so stayed. We could go it, to one. That'd be a fucking awesome game to go to. That would be. I, I bet you. Tickets aren't terribly that expensive. Uh, they probably ain't cheap. Yeah, considering we aren't military, we probably won't get a discount for that one, brother. Um, but yeah, give me the Army Navy rivalry. I'm trying to think of some honorable mentions. Um, um you got the Cowbell of Mississippi State. Fuck the Cowbell. It's still a cool tradition. Yeah, I guess. Uh Shout out Penn State. They could have two on here. Uh, they recently added their Mo Bamba. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, you, that have, um, you have uh, the LSU one. What's that? Suck that tiger dick. Oh, oh uh, neck. Yeah, neck. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, dude, there's a big one that I had, and I can't fucking remember it. See, if Alabama really wanted to go hard, they would paint an elephant red, and they would just, like, let it loose. Got, uh, you got the war damn eagle at Auburn. Auburn also, um, this is more post game though. After they uh, get a big upset, they have that tree that they, they throw. It. Yeah. By the way, one of the biggest sports tragedies that no one ever talks about is when that guy poisoned that tree. That Alabama fan. I don't know about this. You've never heard about this? No. Dude, this was national headline. Hold on, hold on. Did he go to prison? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Auburn tree poisoning sentence. Oh my god! Five years on supervised probation and an eight hundred thousand dollars in restitution. Yeah. Holy shit! Did yeah. people die? No, he just poisoned the tree. It was gonna kill. The- Wait. Oh, he was trying to kill the tree. He poisoned the tree. Oh shit! Yeah, that they always like do their celebration on. Um. Well, let me. Uh, can I give the story real quick? Are you looking that up? Damn, they were removed. The original Auburn Oaks planted between 1937 and 1939 were removed from the corner in April 2013 after being poisoned in 2010. That is sad as fuck. Yeah, so rest in peace to the tumors tree. Um, Rest in peace. I, I want to give my – can I give my favorite college football game memory? This isn't a game. If you, this isn't my favorite. Listen, this is my favorite game memory. This is my most memorable college like 
watching college football, I mean, like, I fucking love this shit. It was my freshman year of high school, 2015, 2014. 2014. Ole Miss is playing Alabama. I was low-key a big Ole Miss dick rider because they, they had that, like, land shark defense. They had the sick unis. They had Bo Wallace with the fucking lettuce. They had, they had a dog team. And this was supposed to be, like, their year. They're hosting Alabama. Alabama's number one team in the country. They're, like, 15. It's also my first ever homecoming. So I have homecoming that day, too. And this game is, like, 3.30. So I remember, like, having to watch it on my phone, the second half of my phone. And it was just the most, like, awesome experience ever. Like, the beginning of college – I watched the whole college game day. The beginning of the college game day was just, like, they go to different barbecue pits and the Ole Miss tents, and they're raiding them. Then Kenny Chesney plays American Kids acoustically, and I started being like, this is so fucking American. And I hated Alabama at the time. And then Bo Wallace, who sucked ass, and Ole Miss beat Alabama. They went up beating them two years in a row. Beat Alabama, and it was like, I remember being at like a homecoming free party, and I was like cheering, and everyone's looking at me like I'm fucking weird. And I remember that moment being like, I fucking love college football. Like, this is fucking college football. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, my fall in love with college football moment. Um, I think it would have to be back when I was nine years old. I remember being at my my older brother's house in Brooksville, and we watched. I want to say we watched the Boise State Oklahoma hook and ladder. Damn. I believe that was 2008, if I'm not mistaken. 2008 or 2007, yeah. Yeah, because Adrian Peterson was on Oklahoma at the time. They were dogs. And I I just remember watching that game and, like, just being – like, as a little kid, you're just naturally drawn to the underdog. Like, this is who you are. You want to vote for the team no one likes. It's just kind of how it is. And when Boise State pulled that off, that's also – by the way, shout-out Kellen Moore who's a quarterback is now a offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys or quarterbacks coach, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was when he pulled off that statue of Liberty on two point version. And then the dude proposed to his girlfriend. So like, there was so much shit that just happened in that game where you're just like, what is happening? But yeah, I, that, I think that game would be solidified as like the greatest just visual spectacle I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, if not that 100 percent 2013 national championship for oh football. yeah, not even close. Oh yeah. I was at the Orange Bowl when they played Michigan. Yeah. Um, the Michigan game, I nearly lost my mind when the dude fumbled the kickoff and then picked it up. And I was like, dude, just take a knee. And then he runs it out and gets all the way to like their 30. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh, and that's um, everything we got. Uh, college football. One more thing. One more thing. Biggest, biggest regret I ever had about college football. My brother was playing in like the U Triple SA 13 U All Star game. And he was going to pitch. Yeah, baseball. And he was going to pitch like later innings. And me and my dad were watching the Iron Bowl. And we left as Auburn was kicking the field goal. As Alabama was kicking the field goal. As Alabama was kicking the field goal. Damn. When we got to my brother's game, everyone was losing their fucking minds. Bro, I was so happy. I watched it live, and I was so happy because I was like, Florida State doesn't have to play Bama. 
Well, I was, I was more mad for my dad's sake because my dad is a diehard Auburn fan, and the fact that he missed that, I was like, oh my god. I was like, no. I was like, we missed great. And he's like, don't talk to me for a week. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. How was that national championship between Lori and Ken? Well, my dad, like, my dad is a Florida State fan because he grew up being a Florida State fan, but he graduated from Auburn, so it's kind of it's kind of one of those. So, like, in his mind, he couldn't lose. Yeah, he has a he has a commemorative uh, glass six pack Coke bottles made specifically for the Auburn Florida That's State dope. game that he's never that he's never going to open. It's just my dad has the the glass bottles from when they won the nineteen ninety nine national championship. Yeah, so you see, dad dads have a weird is it dad Coke bottle life. thing. <laughs> dad Every dad weird Coke bottle thing. Yeah, right? your dad your dad is not a true football fan if he doesn't have some abstract form of college football yeah. memorabilia somewhere in his house. My parents also last thing actual last thing. My parents also have a box of Wheaties with the with the <laughs> the year that Bucks won the Super Bowl in two thousand two. It's a Buccaneers Wheaties box. Oh my god, dude! We had something else. We had oh, we had a we had a signed painting of John Gruden, which was like it was John Gruden painted as Chucky, and he was crumpling up. Like a Ra- Raiders paper, and it was signed by John Gruden. It was dope That's as shit. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it hung on my house forever. I'm pretty sure I broke it, um, oh, fucking around in the house. Um, that because who knows? And then we also have like a Super Bowl poster. Um, but yeah, I sat through years of terrible Bucks games growing up. So yeah. thank God I was a Patriots fan somehow. But but now it's vice versa. Yeah, I gotta admit, I can't wait for our NFL pod. I know we're gonna have Matt McDonald on, but uh, I. The Buc- the Bucks are winning me over, man. Baker Baker's that guy. Baker's the guy, man. Baker's the guy. I'm not a bandwagon. I still watch every Patriots game and want to kill myself after. But it's at least a little better knowing that I have something to look forward to when the Buccaneers play on Sunday because I will be tuned in. And it's not blacked out in my area because you know I actually get teams that live in my state, which is cool. So that yeah, is dope. Shout it out, Coach Football. These are.